If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have a ton of callers on hold tonight, so we'll get to them in just a minute. It's always so much fun to see who calls in and see what their questions are, and then see what Spirit has to say to answer them. But first, easy for me to say, first, I have two special guests I want to introduce you to, and they're Ian and Amy Horn. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi, Hi, Julie. Nice to hear from you. Nice to talk to you guys. I was on their show, what, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, you guys? And it's called How I Grieve. Yes, That's right. And uh, what a treat to get to talk with both of you and to be on your show. So I wanted to introduce them to all of you that are listening here this evening and later on. And so please tell everybody a little bit about your show and and what you do and especially how you guys met and what the circumstances were. Okay, so we will start there. Um, I met Amy through TikTok. Um, I, I had uh, I had almost a year ago. I had lost my wife Michelle to COVID, uh, and uh, as you can imagine, it was a a very hard, grief-filled process. And I took to TikTok um, and displayed my grief and my frustration and my anger and my loneliness in uh, two or three different videos. And the outpouring and outreach from complete strangers was really overwhelming. Hundreds of people just reaching out and, and saying, hey, if you need to talk, uh, you know, I'm here for you. I'm so sorry. And they were so comforting and kind. And out of all those messages, I felt 
compelled, and, and Amy and I like to use the word choose, I felt compelled to choose to respond to Amy. Um, and uh, it turns out uh, Amy had, uh, a couple months before me returning her messages, had suffered uh, a loss as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I lost my husband um, to a sudden uh, heart attack uh, last summer very unexpectedly and um it just really um meant a lot to me to connect with people who had been through similar circumstances you know it's one of those things where um at first we just started talking um and uh sharing our hard hard days laughing a little uh and developing a rapport and a friendship and it did grow into mm-hmm. a friendship and it started off just simply texting and then we got brave and started speaking on the phone. Then we got even braver and started FaceTiming on the phone. <laughs> and then we got really brave uh, and said, you know what, let's meet. Now, at the time, Amy was in Indiana, and I was here in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, and lucky for us, the halfway point conveniently was St. Louis. And uh, since Amy's birthday was around the first of the year, we decided to meet around New Year's Eve uh, in St. Louis. And it's funny, I was just telling this story to someone today. Um, we found ourselves describing that, that meeting that weekend uh, as effortless. Uh, we, it wasn't nearly as awkward or weird as it potentially could have been for two complete strangers to meet in person at an Airbnb with all the baggage that goes along with that. And it wasn't. It was completely effortless. And, and one of my favorite parts of that weekend was uh, we, we plaster-casted a mold of us holding hands and we called it our date night and it was it was very intimate in a very simple sort of way but it really uh it really made that that weekend special so back mm-hmm. from that weekend our relationship grew uh and uh we started talking about uh the longevity of it all and uh with that conversation comes respecting one another and and uh and understanding one another and being able to set ground rules one of the biggest ground rules we set was never being afraid to talk about those we had lost to talk about my late wife michelle and and her late husband dave you know that was going if this was going to be our life if we were going to try and build something out of this we needed to include them um and we quickly developed a a, what became a a a motto if you will a slogan and that is that uh, we found that joy and grief can live in the same place often in the same hour sometimes in the same minute um, and it's very true, and that's kind of what has been the foundation of how we have navigated our life together. We have since married uh, as of May, May 29th of this year. We actually just got back from our honeymoon a couple weeks ago, and and, uh, and we continue to do that. We continue to, um, you know, let joy and grief exist in the same place. And with that foundation, we, we gave life to our podcast, which is How I Grieve, uh, can be found at howigrieve.com, and, and the episodes deal with loss. So we, we, on the onset, didn't want it to just simply be a physical loss. It didn't necessarily have to be a, the loss of your human or the loss of a pet. Mm. You know, it was could be loss of a lifestyle. It could be a mm. child who's going through divorce. It could be the loss of, um, you know, a job or a business in this pandemic world we're living in. And a lot of businesses have, have failed because of the circumstances we're in. And with that comes its own emotional baggage. So, you know, we're dealing with every part and, and corner of grief, not just, not just um, you know, the, the physical loss of a, of a human, um, as most people would put it through. And, and, and we, we let people tell their stories. And it's, 
it's kind of cathartic. I think Amy and I will agree, even for us, but to allow other people to tell their stories, it's really helped them in a way that I think some maybe didn't expect. Uh, we're trying to normalize the discussion of grief. We're trying to normalize uh, the discussion of mental wellness and mental health to encourage people to take care of themselves in that way because it's so important and it's unfortunate that we live in a society where some of that is, is just not talked about. Everyone talks about living, but no one really is comfortable talking about dying. And while unfortunately it, it happens um, sometimes on its normal, natural uh, path of longevity and sometimes suddenly like Amy and I suffered. And, and I think it's a discussion and a platform that has helped uh, and continues to help. We're looking forward to see where it goes. Right. Well, so do you guys think you were led to each other? Do you think that your deceased spouses had a part to play in the, I love Meet Me in St. Louis. What, what was that? That's a very famous movie. Isn't that the one with Judy, Judy Garland? I mean, you, when you guys told me that, I, I could hear the music from the score of that movie. I love that you met in St. Louis and you met over New Year's Eve. My God, what a, what a wonderful kickoff of starting a new life together. But do you, obviously you were led. I mean, I don't even have to get your answer to that. I know you were led, but do you think that your deceased spouses were involved in, in having you meet yes. and, and get together? For sure. I would say without a doubt. Yes. I mean, we, we find ourselves laughing over little things here and there that we discover that are similarities and or things that just we can't describe as coincidences. Um, it, it feels like it's just been meant to be the whole way through. Well, and the thing I love, too, about that story, and, and uh, I, I have kind of a, it's not similar, but I met my husband standing behind him in line in the Kansas City airport, and then he asked me to marry him three weeks later, and I told him he needed to cool his jets a little because I needed to get to know him a little bit first, and here we are all these decades later. But the thing, Amy, that I love is that he ended up not being an axe murderer, and you're still here to tell the tale, and you still like him. Right? I mean, really, your internet friend that you met. I mean, really? And I think. I've always. I've always tried to uh, portray myself as authentically as pos as possible, and and uh, that was actually Amy's word. Instead of making a New Year's Eve resolution, she uh, she encouraged the use of creating a word for the year, which I which I uh, uh, completely um, dove into as well. I loved that idea, and the word she chose was authentic, and I think it was really great. And to sort of just uh, backpedal on the whole, did our did our spouses have something to do with us coming together? The one funny story is is about beats. <laughs> the vegetable. Um, Dave, it turns out, not a fan of beets. Uh, very, uh, very passionate about his dislike for the red vegetable, uh, as was Michelle. She despised just the look, the smell, everything about them. Now, Amy and I love them. Can't get enough of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, we we suffered a beet shortage in our past relationships because we chose not to include them in our diet because we knew our spouses were not big fans and, and they would give us a hard time about it. And rather than push back, we're like, okay, whatever, we'll choose our battles. But now that there are plenty crazy. of beets in our household. So, Oh, my God. 
pickled and, and, you know, probably baked and all kinds of stuff. Well, how can people find you real quickly? We've got about a minute left before we're going to take a break. How can people find you if you'd tell them again, please? Great place to start is howigrieve.com. That's the website. Also on Facebook, just search How I Grieve. But really, howigrieve.com is the best place to start. We post our podcasts on there and a little bit about our story. And uh, we encourage anyone who wants to uh, just be a guest and tell their story to reach out to us because it's not so much for content for our show. We truly want to give them the opportunity to tell their story. Wonderful. And we will, we have a link to the show that I was on with Ian and Amy up on all my social media at Ask Julie Ryan. We'll post in the show notes too. So thanks you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Everybody stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get some callers on in their questions. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan show. Stay with us. Everybody, our next caller is Brent. Hi, Brent. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, you know, just looking for some information. You know, <laughs> terrific. Please tell everybody where you're calling in from. I'm calling from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. All righty. Well, terrific. Welcome. Got a question for me? Yes, ma'am. Uh, just looking for um, um, a basic scan, I suppose. Um, I haven't been doing my self-care lately, and I thought, well, maybe I should get some some um, better guidance. <laughs> okay. Is there a, a specific symptom you want me to check, just as far as time goes? I mean, if you wanted, want me to do a full body scan, it'd be great if you'd make an appointment, and then we'll have a whole hour. But just for time's sake on the show, do you have one particular thing you want me to check, Brent? Um, well, in, in that case, I'll, 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 I'll adjust. I apologize. Um, how about we just take a look at um, or, or, or have a chat with my um, um, my brain went blank. Uh, my cat. Do something, do something different. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I, and I have a call. And I have a call scheduled for you, by the way. So I'm like, okay, I'll hold that. Oh, great. That, great. That, Terrific. That Terrific. appointment. <laughs> Terrific. What's your cat's name? Um, the cat is um, Ivy May. I love that. All right. What's going on with Ivy May? Oh, nothing in particular. I'm just kind of curious what's in that cat's mind. I mean, usually I call with like hard things, you know what I mean? Or I thought something, something simple then. Something silly, you know what I mean? More fun. There you go. More fun. Yeah. Do you have a question you want to ask her? I do. Um, is she okay? Is she fine? Is she, does she have any, any wants or needs from me? More treats. They always say more treats. She said more treats. I know that. I could ask. More treats. More treats, please, is what she said. Ivy May, yeah. is there anything you want him to know? She, um, She's talking about, is she just an inside cat, Brent? Yeah, yeah. Or does she go outside? No, she's inside. All right. She'd like for you to leave the doors and the windows open, is what she said. And I thought, she's probably an inside cat and she wants to explore the outside. So she'd like for you to let her explore the great outdoors and leave the doors and windows open. There you go. Okay. That's, that's pretty funny. funny. She just snuck out the door a minute ago. Her, her and her there sister. You, <laughs> there you go. 
So she went, maybe she wants you to leave it open so she can get back in. That's pretty cute. No, she's sitting next to me now. I had to go retrieve them. <laughs> okay. Well, there you hey, go. All right. Well, looking forward to having you for a whole hour. Thanks for calling in this evening. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for talking to you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Jamie next. Hi, Jamie. Hi. Where are you, girl? Yeah. I'm great. Thanks. Please tell everybody where you're located. I'm from Massachusetts. Okay. Terrific. Well, welcome. You got a question for me? I do. Um, I have been uh, having a health battle with mold for a very long time. And I'm just wondering if the treatment that I'm on is working or should I be doing something different? What is the treatment that you're on? Um, taking a lot of binders, trying to get my minerals up, um, and soon an antifungal. Okay, good. Have you remediated the mold? Is it in your home or your office? Where is it? Um, it was at my home, but I've moved, and the house that okay. I'm living in is fine, and it was at my job. I was a teacher, and I'm not oh, working geez. anymore. You know what? Schools are really moldy. I hear these horror stories about schools. Oh, and so many of the schools are really old and then they're just moldy and they got a water leak and they don't have the money to fix them properly. So, yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm going to hook into you, Jamie, and I'll just do a real quick scan, body scan. How this works for those of you that are first-time callers is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. I'm going to watch a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to hook into Jamie up in Massachusetts. And then, Jamie, I'm going to have a hologram of you. It's going to be as if I'm looking at an X-ray or a CT scan or an MRI. Something will be identified immediately thereafter. If warranted, there will be some type of energetic healing that will begin. And I'll describe that in detail. And the reason why I describe it so vividly is I'm describing what I'm seeing. And if you can envision it, Jamie, it helps integrate the healing into your body. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama. I head north, northeast. All right. Got you. Shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. It's the mold is dissipating. You still have quite a bit of it in your system, but it's dissipating. It mold in your system was probably solid before and now it's got holes in it like if you took a sheet of moss from the craft store you know from michael's craft store and you cut out holes in it where it's not a solid sheet anymore it's starting to starting to give what i'm doing is i'm clearing it out of your system and i'm going to go into your brain too because mold likes to hide out in the brain the the nooks and crannies in the brain, you know, if you look at a model of the brain, the brain has a lot of creases in it. And so you're going to love this analogy. I've just taken your brain out of your head and rolled it out like I'm rolling sugar cookie dough on a countertop, you know, to make cutout cookies. And I'm irrigating the mold out. And then I put your brain back in your head. Brain matter to me, Jamie, looks like thick cooked oatmeal and it's real soft, like but like but like butter, soft butter, or like thick cooked oatmeal. 
you know, if you put a glob of that in your hand, it's going to be really soft. So I can see mold hiding out in those brain nooks and crannies. I, I think of like an English muffin, you know, the ads of the nooks and crannies for English muffins. And oh boy, that's going to hide out for years. Yeah. There's a book that I would highly recommend, Jamie. It's called Why We Get Sick. Get a hold of that. Also get a hold of a book called Toxic by uh, Dr. You have. Great. Terrific. Okay. Well, I hope you feel better. Hope that makes you feel better. Hang in there. Stay with us, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get more callers on. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Everybody, our next caller is Lou. Hi, Lou. Hey, Julie. I'm so glad. How are you, girl? I'm great. I'm great. I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, not too far from me. I know. I know it. We're Southern, aren't we? Yeah, well, I am by default. I've lived in the Deep South for 26, 27 years. So, but. But the funny thing, Lou, and this just cracks me up, at Thanksgiving, you know how they make cornbread dressing down here? I don't make cornbread dressing. I make Yankee dressing is what they call it. And so I'm always, if we're going to a friend's house, they'll always say, can you bring that Yankee dressing? And everybody likes the Yankee dressing better. And I say, when when do I stop being a Yankee? I've lived here for, you know, almost half my life. But I still make Yankee dressing. It's my Mima's recipe. Not hilarious. Good, good for you. Um, yes, I'm sure yeah. it's great. It is. It is really good. Uh, you got a, You got a question for me? I do. This is about Lillian, my granddaughter, who is three and a half. Oh. She lives in Boise, Idaho, and just can't seem to stay well. This little girl, it's it's nothing, um, you know, serious. And of course, kids always get different things, but um, I'm wondering if spirit can tell us if there's something in her environment at home or at school that may be contributing to to her situation. It's just kind of one thing after the other. What are her symptoms, Lou? Uh, right now, she has strep. Her tonsils are huge with, you know, big white strep things on it. Just awful. Um, I'm not there, but that's what her mom says. Um, that's what she's dealing with now. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hook into you up in Arkansas, and then I'm going to go from you up to Boise. And I'm going to ask Princess Lillian if I can scan her, because I always <laughs> ask permission And it's usually the little kids that say no, just fair warning. But let me see what she says. The reason I do that, Lou, is because I just think it's an invasion of privacy if I'm scanning somebody without their permission, even if it's a newborn. All is not lost, however, because if she says no, I won't scan her, but we can talk to her little spirit and get information. And the reason I don't have a problem with that is because... If we're talking to somebody 
and let's say they have pneumonia, they're going to tell us what they want us to know. But it's not like we're looking at their chest x-ray without their permission, which would be a HIPAA violation. So I operate under HIPAA when it comes to medical (laughs) stuff. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Okay. Thank you. It's 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 my ethical code in my woo-woo world. Okay, so here we go. Here comes my laser beam. And go ahead. What were you saying? My laser beam's hooking into you, and then I'm going to go up to Lillian. I love her name. Don't you love these old-fashioned names that they're naming these little kids? I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love darling. It. Darling. So do they call her Lillian, or do they call her Lily, or what? They call her Lillian, and that was mm-hmm. um, my grandmother's name. So. Oh, I love she, that. Uh, yeah, she has a big shoes to fill. All right, what, what does she call you, Lou? Lulu. <laughs> oh, cute. All right, Miss <laughs> Lillian, I'm talking to your Lulu. She wants me to scan you and look at your throat and see if I can make you feel better. Would that be okay? She goes, yeah. Cute, 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 cute. All right, she's in there. I'm in, she. I'm in there. Yeah, she's got pus pockets. Her right tonsil is worse than her left. Okay, so I'm applying antibiotic energy in there, which is uh, kind of a hot pink color, Lou. Uh, a fuchsia color, more pink than purple, just blasting the daylights out of that. I'm sure they've got her on antibiotics. And uh, she needs to be on Nystatin. Have you heard me talk about Nystatin? Yes, I think I have. Yeah, nystatin's an antifungal, and it kills yeast on contact. And when we or somebody like Lillian, a little person, or even a baby is on antibiotics, it just decimates the gut biome, the ecosystem in the gut, and that's where our immune system is based. So whenever somebody's on antibiotics, they need to be on an antifungal as well. And they have it in the oral suspension uh, type of a prescription where it's kind of like a cough medicine almost. You know, she'll take a dropper full. Okay. And that's going to help her stomach. What's happening, my guess is, is she's getting sick. She's getting on antibiotics. It whacks her immune system. So she gets sick again. She gets on more antibiotics. She's full of yeast. So I'm getting that removed from her little GI tract. The nice statin will help with that. Tell her mom to keep her off juice. And anything that's processed, try and have her stay low on the food chain, which I know is harder than it sounds for little people. But I'm getting she she likes juice, but juice is full of yeast unless her mom is squeezing the oranges and stuff and then giving it to her right away. So that'll help her gut, too. She's got to get on some antifungals with these antibiotics. Okay. All right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very few yeah. antibiotics. So, yeah. So, okay. So, you no environmental things. You think it's just kids? Stuff. I think she's being exposed to mold. Is is does anybody in her house smoke? No. Okay. Yeah, it's mold. It's mold. Is what I'm seeing. But I really think it's her gut biome that's the biggest issue. So get her on an antifungal. When we take antibiotics, it can wipe out our gut for two to three years, and that's as long as she's been around. So her gut has not had the opportunity to heal. So I would get her on an antifungal, and and that'll make her feel a lot better. 
and help her get her immune system back. Hope that helps. Okay. Oh, my God. Take care. All righty. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, Lou. Okay, let's go to Mike next. Hi, Mike. Hi, Julie. This is Mike from Norfolk. Hi, Mike. How are you? Uh, well, so, so, but I, I'm calling about my sister in Durwood, Maryland. She, I had talked to her, and she wants to know the name of her guardian angel. And uh, if you have any information about her condition and all, I'd appreciate that. I get that her guardian angel's name is Michaela. Michaela. Now, remember, my guardian angels don't have a sex. They're just spirits. And all, no spirit has a sex, but we equate a name with a sex. And so it's okay to do that because it gives our human frame of our human minds a frame of reference. But it's Michaela, again, is her guardian angel. Tell me what's going on with her condition, Mike. Hello? Hello. Yeah. What's going on with her condition? Well, uh, she's like we talked to you about two years ago when she had this, uh, you know, hundred pound tumor. Oh and, gosh! Uh, and and every too much has been going on with uh, me. I've had a terrible problems, and she has too. But she ended up with uh, getting uh, uh, brain cancer and had an operation for that. And so now Where? she's having a real difficulty talking and, you know, doing everything. She's recovering from the brain surgery. Good heavens. Where is the 100-pound tumor? Oh, well, they finally took that out. It took, it was like nobody even wanted to operate on it, you know, and it was uh, so bizarre, you know. But where was it, in her stomach? Yeah, it was kind of on her stomach side. Good heavens. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go from I, you to what's your sister's name, Mike? It, it, uh, her name is Dalma. She goes by D. D. All right. Here comes my laser beam holding, heading over right. to you in Virginia. And then where does D live? Durwood, Maryland. You said that. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. It was heading north. So I was going, I know she's north, but I don't know where. I didn't remember where. So, Maryland. Okay. All right. Got her. D, I'm talking to Mike. Is it okay if I can't scan you? She gave me permission. All right. Going into the brain. That's where the energy went first, Mike. So, I'm applying stem cell energy in there to help heal things up. The good news is she's not dying at the moment. Her spirit's in her body because otherwise I wouldn't be able to scan her. Because, you know, when the spirit's out of the body, it's like the power source has been lost. It would be the equivalent of my trying to look at an x-ray in a pitch black room without any electricity. So I'm using stem cell energy, which is a light amber colored gel with sparkles in it. It's going in. It's filling in the area that they operated on that's going to help her heal faster. So you may want to have her schedule an appointment with me and we can do a deep dive over an hour or both of you and we can work on both of you together since you've got so much stuff going on but I hope that makes her I, feel I, I better was, I was going to try to do that and suggest it but she she's not even able to even listen to uh, you know to even make the call you know and her husband is 
legally blind from uh, birth. And, uh, you know, she's just unable to, uh, you know, operate the computer or even really, you know, he interprets what she's kind of saying, you know, it's real complicated, you know. Well, maybe you schedule an appointment and we'll work on her together. So we need to take a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, and we'll be right back with more callers. Everybody, our next caller is Miss Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, uh, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm. Uh, this is Patty from Queens. I'm right. calling about my brother. Um, he's still sick. Okay. Okay. What's, but he's what's going on with him? Home. Um. Nobody know. No. The, uh, the doctors don't know what causes sepsis. Mm. And he he's still like, feels weak, right? But most important thing, he's home. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not. In, I say to myself, he's not in critical condition. Thank God, he's not in ICU. Thank God, he's not in the hospital. Thank God. Mm-hmm. But they still don't know what caused uh, his sepsis. Wow, he's lucky he's home because sepsis is deadly. It kills more people in American hospitals than anything else, and some. Huge percentage of patients don't make it, Patty. It's like high 60% or something, uh, if you look that up. But it's the number one killer of people in American hospitals. I don't know about other countries' hospitals, but it's a big problem here. So he's home. Is he under some kind of special care? Is he on oxygen or anything? Or he's just healing and getting his strength back? No, no, no. Yeah, that's what I think here, because, like, my mother just spoke to him before. He sounds a little bit better. He's upset that he can't go to work. They, the doctors told him he had to stay home for a week. You know, to tell that to someone who has sepsis, that's a miracle upon itself. Exactly. Right? But I yeah. just call to see if, if you could send him some healing or to see why, you know, because I'm trying to help my brother, too, you know, trying to see if... if you know, if we can have some insight what's causing it, so we maybe I'll tell him to like, did the doctor check this? Did the doctor check this? You know. Yeah. What's his name, Patty? We call him Giuseppe, but but he call but he calls himself Joseph. Okay. All right. So I'm going to connect from you to him and ask his permission. So here I go. Is he in Queens with you? Is he close by? And, and, and no, he's in Long Island, just 20 minutes away. Okay. All right. So got him. All right. Joseph, I'm talking to your sister, Patty. Is it okay if I scan you? He said, oh, God, no. <laughs> that was his response. Oh, God, no. All right. So let's talk to his spirit and see what he has to say. What caused the sepsis? Did he have a sinus infection, Patty? He had a urinary tract infection. He had a kidney stone, and he had a urinary tract infection. He had a sinus infection, too, because that's what he answered first. 
he had a sinus infection. So that may have started the ball rolling and uh, gotten things going. So uh, it, it sounds like he's doing a lot better. That's great. He's a miracle, I think, because sepsis is really tough. Tough, tough to be, yeah. So, yeah, you know what to do. Have him eat healthy. Have him take his vitamins, lots of D, all of that. Maybe, maybe this is a blessing in disguise because he's obese. He has diabetes, and when he goes to work, he he works in a mall in Long Island, and Uh that he doesn't eat well when he goes to work. Yeah. So his wife has complained to him all the time. You got to eat better. You got to stop with the junk food, right? Um, right? And he and he's a diabetic, and he doesn't take his medicine sometimes because he's having different effects from the medicine. Right. Well, maybe this is a wake up call and, for him, and if it's not, that's okay too because it's his spirit's it's his spirit's journey. So, I wish him all the best, and you're being a nice sister to check on him. Right. Thanks. You know, thanks him, so much for know. calling. Thanks so much for calling. Let's get another caller on here. How about Rose? Hi, Rose. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Welcome. Okay. Hi. 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 Where are um, you located? I'm I'm calling I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Uh, um, about my dad. He lives in California, and I go visit him every other week and I spend a whole week with him mm-hmm. and um, I noticed lately he's been coughing a lot mm-hmm. and I just wanted to see if you could scan him and see um, you know he's, he's been coughing more um, mm-hmm. and more so I, I don't know um, okay where is he in California Rose he's in Southern California Imperial County okay alright and what's his name Steve Steve? Okay. All right. I've, I'm already hooked into you. So going to Steve. Okay. Heading over to Imperial County, California. Got him. All right, sir, I'm talking to your daughter, Rose. Is it okay if I scan you? No. Second no in a row. Uh, no, uh, let's, okay. let's talk to his, his uh, spirit. You're coughing. What's causing the coughing? He's saying allergies. Does he complain about allergies? Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what's going on. And it's so dry there. And so um, get him, next time you're over there, Rose, get him an air filter. One of those HEPA filters that he can run that'll help with the air. And then also you may want to get... Go to the uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or someplace like that and get the HEPA filters that go in the HVAC system. And that'll really help filter out a lot of the dust and junk in the air. Uh, Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Does he work outside? Where does he work? He like, yeah, well, he used to work out outdoors. He used to be a tractor operator. Um, oh. Making the field for the the doves and the geese and all that, and yeah. making ponds. But he does like to go outside a lot to garden. He has a garden yeah. out and, and to watch the birds out there too, as well. Well, so. he'll be all right. But just I would get be sure that he's got the filters in his house 
especially in his bedroom. Does he live alone or is your mom still with him? No, my mom passed over. Um, I'm sorry. But he, um, he lives by himself. Well, my sister is there with him right now, uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, okay. Okay. Well... Well, I would do that. The the other thing is get him on some vitamins like C, ester C okay. is my favorite because it's buffered so it's easier on the stomach. I would get him on some vitamins uh-huh. C and zinc, 1,000 milligrams of C, 50 of zinc a day, which is going to help his immune system a lot. And how's his diet? Um, that's why I go down every Okay. Yeah, um, that's what I was getting. It's less than optimal. So, you know, fix fix him stuff that's healthy that he can eat. And I hope that helps. Thanks for yeah. calling, Rose. Alrighty, everybody. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll get more callers on and see what their questions are. Stay with us. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth bedding. I love them and so will you. Welcome back, everybody. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 712-775-7035, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. Now, this information is available on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and in the show notes. You can download the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we're also on YouTube and Alexa. So please remember to subscribe and uh, and leave a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie. And you'll be entered into a drawing for a free session with me, a free two-hour session with me. And uh, I choose uh, a winner the first Thursday of every month. I do a drawing. And it's as close as I get to a game show, and I love it. It's really fun. And then I get you for a whole hour, whoever decides that they want to enter the drawing. The reason I do that is to thank you for being a listener and for being part of this community. And also because I know that my fee, which is $200 for an hour, I know it's a lot of money to a lot of people. And and so you might be the winner and get to do it for free. So that'll be fun. Call-in details can also be found on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest at Ask Julie Ryan. We always post a reminder the day of the show with the call-in information. While you're on my website, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter. 
it's a question someone submitted online along with my answer. And while you're on AskJulieRyan.com, you can schedule an appointment with me. And then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want. And it can be multiple things. We can talk about your health, your pet, a deceased loved one, an alive loved one. Basically what we do on the show. I mean, everything, everything and anything having to do with woo-woo is fair game, but it makes it lots of fun. Now, we can get a lot accomplished in an hour. I had a client yesterday. We got all three of her kids and herself and her husband and her parents scanned in an hour. So we were we were working pretty fast, but we got her all the answers that she was looking for. So schedule that. You know the trick with scheduling. I'm scheduled out for a couple of months. Get on my calendar whenever you can get on. And then on your confirmation email, there's a reschedule button. Click on that periodically, and it will show you appointments that have opened up. Yesterday and today, I had appointments open up 24 hours. The people who were scheduled for them rescheduled for a couple of months out because they couldn't make it. And somebody got in in less than 24 hours and they were so excited. It was really fun. That happened two days in a row this week, yesterday and today. So that works well. Uh, Angelic Attendant Training, my class for October. I teach it quarterly. You can learn how to do all the stuff I do in four Saturdays, a couple of hours on the Saturdays. October's full, January's full, April is half full. I'm limited to 12 people. I have six people that have signed up already for April of next year. So if you're thinking about wanting to take my class and learn how to do all this woo-woo stuff, and remember, I learned how to do all this stuff too. You can as well. We all have the ability. So everything's at AskJulieRyan.com. All right. This week, we got a question was chosen from Jay. And Jay lives in Williamsville, New York. And Jay said, hi, Julie. I'm curious to know what event, if any, initiated your ability to reach into the realms to help other living souls. Can you share the what, when, where, and how that resulted in your healing and reading abilities? Thank you, Jay. And here's my response. Hi, Jay. Thanks for your curiosity and your kind comments. Although I jokingly tell people I'm not one of those psychics who's had dead people chasing her since childhood, it, it is the truth. I learned, bolded, I learned how to be a medical intuitive and psychic medium. Everything I do, you guys, I learned. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I learned it, and this is what I teach. My woo-woo journey began about 30 years ago when a friend gave me Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace, who calls herself a medical intuitive, a description I hadn't ever heard before. This piqued my curiosity since I was in the hospital supply industry developing, manufacturing, and selling medical devices that help people heal. So I went to a bookstore to see what else I could find on the topic. The internet wasn't yet an option. You know, we forget that the internet hasn't been around all that long. But those of us that are old enough, listen, I remember when I got my first fax machine, I thought it was magical. I digress. I went on to say, that's where I found Hands of Light at the bookstore by Barbara Brennan, PhD. In her book, Dr. Brennan, a former NASA physicist, parlayed complicated quantum physics principles used in energy healing into understandable language a non-scientific person like me could understand. 
These two books led me to enroll in a six-year program where I learned about energy fields, energy healing, and other related topics at the School of Healing Arts in Nashville, Tennessee. Fast forward, and I now teach people from all walks of life in many countries how to do every woo-woo thing I do in my angelic attendant training. This includes medical intuitive scans, energy healing, pet communication and healing, conversing with spirits both alive and deceased, past life scans, and being able to tell if a person is close to death. We are all born with intuitive abilities. It's just a matter of developing and enhancing them. More details about my journey are in my book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens as We Transition from This Life into the Next. So, Jay, thank you for your interest. I enjoyed that question. I have people ask me that a lot, usually when I'm being interviewed. And there are a lot of details about how information started coming into me as I was studying this stuff over all of those years. And people will say to me, well, how can you teach in a month and in four Saturdays what it took you six years to learn? Two answers for that. Number one, I'm at a super high vibrational level now, 30 years later, and I transfer that to my students. So they're coming in where I am right now. That's number one. And number two, like anything, we streamline things and we get we get more efficient at doing things. So the curriculum that I studied was written 40 years ago. And it's kind of like we went from carrier pigeons to the Wells Fargo wagon to, to uh, horseback mail delivery. And now we can communicate, you know, to the U.S., to the mailman delivering, which they still do. And now we can communicate via phone and Backs and Skype and Zoom and computers and FaceTime and all that jazz. So like anything, it gets more streamlined and more efficient. And so that's how I can teach it. So thanks, Jay. I appreciated that question. All righty. Let's go back to the phones. And our next caller is Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you, my girl? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. Please tell everybody where you're located. The greater Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Okay, terrific. Well, you got a question for me? Uh, yes. I Most of my life, I've had very poor eyesight, um, very nearsighted. I got my first pair of glasses when I was in first grade. And oh. more recently, I really can't read small print without my reading glasses. Uh, so I was calling to see if you would scan my eyes, and it would be such a blessing to to see what you might find and be able to heal for me. Sure, sure. That close-up stuff, you know, the LASIK fixes distance, but the close-up stuff is a muscle that gets loose. So how, have you needed reading glasses for most of your life? No, no. Actually, um my eye doctor had told me a couple years back that because my eyesight was so poor that it would delay the necessity for reading glasses for me. So I literally only started needing them maybe the past year or two, but I've noticed the past year that the need for them is, is accelerating. In other words, I really can't read anything very small without my uh, reading glasses 
and I pretty much need them to do to work on my computer at work. So, so you're probably like me. I buy them at um, five to a package in Costco, and I have reading glasses all over my house. I have them everywhere, so that it's convenient. I've got a pair in the kitchen. I got a pair in, uh, you know, of course, in my office and in uh, in my bedroom and in my all over the place. So uh, that makes it convenient. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect into you, so, and I've got a laser beam that is heading up to the city of brotherly love from Sweet Home, Alabama. All right, got you. I'm looking at you from behind. I'm in your right eye right now, tightening the muscle behind the eye. That's what happens when we need reading glasses. So I'm uh, tightening that, tightening the one on the left. I bet it's so funny whenever there's a whenever I watch a healing on the eyes. So I always watch them get balanced. And you may not be old enough to remember, but when I was younger, a kid certainly, and in my in my early adulthood, I had a car or two where they had to adjust the headlights because they weren't they were too low or too high, and that's what I watch happen with the eyeballs. It's like they get lined up so that they're straight and they're seeing out the same on both sides. So your your eyeballs just got adjusted. Your eyeballs just got a healing. So hopefully that will help. Is there anything you can do about the eyesight being so poor? Like, is it a, a DNA strand that's off somewhere? Uh, I don't know. I will check you on the break. We've got to take a quick break, and I'll check you on the break, and then I'll let you know when we come back. So stay with us, everybody. We'll be gone just for a couple of minutes, and then we'll be right back with more callers. You're listening to The Ask Julie Ryan Show, so stay with us. everybody. Sue, you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay. I worked on you over the break and I watched a LASIK procedure happen on your right eye where it made a scar with a laser in your eyeball, on your eyeball, and that's going to change the refraction of the light. And I watched a new lens get put in on the left eye. And uh, it took a whole new lens. And it I didn't necessarily see cataracts. Sue, but I watched a new lens, a new intraocular lens get put in in your left eye. Is one eye worse than the other? I thought it was interesting. Normally, I'll see the same procedure on both eyes. One eye is worse than the other, but I couldn't tell you as sure as I'm sitting here which one it is. I always okay. thought it was right that it was worse, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't, oh my I, I don't know, but they needed different things. And normally when I see a new lens put in, it's because of cataracts, but I didn't see cataract on your left eye, but I watched a new lens get in. So I watched the old lens get removed. And I've been in a bazillion of those surgeries back in the day. And then they put a new lens and it just looks like a contact lens and put one little stitch on the outer edge of the eye. So I'll be eager to hear how you're seeing. You know, you'd be running around singing, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Uh, <laughs> I certainly will be, and I'll, I'll keep you uh, posted on it. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, you so bet. Much. Take care. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> Alrighty, let's go to Yvette next. Hi, Yvette. 
Hey, Julie, how are you? I'm terrific. How are you, my girl? I'm pretty good. I, I have an interesting, first of all, I'm calling from Boise, Idaho, or actually Eagle, Idaho. Okay, terrific. You don't have any of that white stuff going on up there yet, do you? No, not yet. This will be <laughs> yeah. our first year with all that. So It'll, it'll be <laughs> no. soon. It'll be I, soon. I know. I know. We are starting to get fall, though. The, the trees are changing and the Christmas, crisp air is here, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to, I'm flying to Minneapolis tomorrow to be with friends up there, be with a girlfriend and her husband for the weekend. And she sent me the weather report and she said, okay, remember it's not Alabama. So bring some, some sweaters and a jacket because it gets cool at night. And I said, well, duh, I know that. So yeah, it was pretty funny. But anyways, well, you got a question for me? I do. Uh, it's interesting. See if you can help me with this. Um, my One of my girlfriends, her mom has lung cancer and it's metastasized apparently now, according to the doctors, to her bone. And no. I said I would try to, I told her to call you, but she they were a little hesitant for whatever reason, time constraints, blah, blah. So I said I would try today. So here I am. And she lives here in Eagle as well, both her and her mom. And um, I didn't know if you needed her name or she'll give us permission. I do. But Tell her I was going to be doing this. Yeah, that'd be great if you have her name. Okay. Yeah, her. My friend's name is Veronica, and her mom's name is is uh, Penny Boshed. Penny. Penny. Okay, Miss Penny. All right. So I'm going to go. Have you met? You know Penny. That you've met her. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I even texted right. her today and said, "Do you want to try calling Julie?" Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go from you, um, Yvette, right to Miss Penny. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading up to Idaho. Got you. All right. Going to Miss Penny. Got her. Yes, she's, yeah. Okay. So when I see cancer, Yvette, it looks like, you know what a dairy cow looks like? How it's white and then it looks like somebody took black paint and just threw it, <laughs> threw splotches of black paint on the side of the dairy cow. That's what metastasized cancer looks like to me. And um, yeah, she's got it. She's got it all over. So she, her spirit's still in her body. And let's do a DNA healing on her. And there are seven strands of DNA that have come out of her body, come out of a chromosome, an X chromosome. You know, everybody has an X. Girls have two Xs. Boys have an X and a Y. And um, strands of DNA that look like pieces of paper you'd find inside a fortune cookie. And they have nucleic acids in in them on the strands that are represented by four letters, A, T, C, and G. And a strand can have 100,000 letters, it can have a billion letters. DNA is the recipe that tells the cells how to behave. So what I'm watching happen is I'm watching those letters get resequenced on those strands of DNA. The first three have already gotten resequenced and snapped back in. And then the other four are resequencing right now that I'm watching. Four and five just went in. And we got six and seven still reconfiguring. This is this healing that I see is in my mind's eye. And of course, it's spirit working through me and with me. I watch it and we can stay three steps ahead of it with somebody that has cancer because the cancer cells like to mutate. I would love to have her for a full hour. If you can get her to schedule an appointment with me, and then we can do a really deep dive 
Six just went in, seven's ready to go here in a minute. So this will give her a little bit of relief. How are they treating her? Um, I'm not sure she started chemo yet. I know she's trying to go through a okay. holistic uh, center. Yeah. Okay. And All right. Well, the brain, and see I if, think that was negative. Um, yeah. It's it's all but, over um, her body. Still in her body. Yeah, it's all over her body. Okay. So, uh, see if see if you can get her to schedule a whole hour with me, and then we can do a deep dive and see what we can do. But in the short run, this will help, hopefully. Okay. 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 You know you know how the healings work, Yvette. The uh, healings happen energetically. They integrate into the body. That can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months. It may need some kind of complementary care like surgery or physical therapy or something like that. But certainly it's always the spirit, the person's spirit's prerogative to utilize the healing in a way that's going to best facilitate whatever it is they're exploring. And nobody heals anybody else. We heal ourselves. I like to use the analogy of when somebody has surgery at the end of the procedure, the surgeon closes the incision with surgical staples or with sutures. The surgeon doesn't make the patient's skin grow back. The patient makes their own skin grow back. And I think that's a great analogy. So hopefully the DNA healing will help her heal her body. But I'd still like to have a stab at her for a whole hour to see if you can persuade them to do that. And then I'll, I'll see what I can do to help facilitate that healing. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Time for another quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Stay with us. Welcome back. Let's go to the phones. And our next caller is Shaney. Did I say your name right? Is it Shaney? It is Shaney. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Terrific. Well, welcome. Where are you located? I am located in Lithia, Florida, which is just east of Tampa. Okay. Terrific. You got a question for me? I do. I'm calling about my daughter, Ava. She is 10, almost 11. And she's sitting here right with me. She has had, um, uh, she has headaches and stomach aches and dizziness. And it, she's had this for, um, I'd say like three years. We've been to doctors. They can't ever seem to find a problem. Um, so we both listened to your show and she was just wondering if you might be able to scan her and see if anything's going on. Sure. Hi, Ava. Hi. How are you, girl? You're. You, I love that you called in tonight. Thank you so much for taking the time. What time do you go to bed? It's 9.30 there, right? Are you staying up late? Are you breaking uh, your curfew? <laughs> no. <laughs> what time do you usually go to bed? 11. Oh, <gasps> Eleven, girl. <laughs> My goodness. What time do you get up in the morning? What time do you have to be at school? I get up at 6. I have to be at school by um, 8.15. Good heavens. Wow. All right. So you just sleep fast, right? 
That's what you're doing. You're just sleeping fast. All right. You know how this works. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading down to you in Florida, right next door to me. So heading down there. All right. Got you. I don't have to ask your permission because you're on the phone with me. So that makes it easy. So I'm shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. You are full of yeast, girl. Have you been on antibiotics? Have you had sore throats or ear infections or anything like that where you've been on antibiotics in the past several years? Yes, this is this is mom and she has had lots of ear infections and asthma growing up and lots of antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. So you may have heard earlier, we had a caller and I talked about that it's a hamster wheel where the gut biome gets whacked from the antibiotics. Listen, I am living proof of this. I didn't get a handle on this till I met a doctor when I was 40 years old. I was on antibiotic four or five times a year for my whole life and really on a lot of them as a kid. So what it does is it whacks uh, your immune system, Ava, in your gut kills off bugs, but it kills off the good bacteria that need to be in your gut. So, Shani, you got to get her on some nice statin. Okay. Uh, N-Y-S-T-A-T-I-N. Nice statin. Ava, can you swallow tablets? Can you swallow pills? Yes. Okay, good. So get her on Nystatin. I'm clearing the yeast out of her system as we're talking, Shaney and Ava. And um, the good news is this is healable, and it also doesn't cause any permanent damage. But you're on the hamster wheel. Your gut biome gets whacked every time you go go on antibiotics. The yeast overgrows. People say, well, I just take take, um, prebiotics and probiotics. That doesn't matter. It's like throwing grass seed on a field of weeds. The weeds are going to choke it out. So probiotics are a total waste of time if you have yeast overgrowth. So if you want to schedule a session with me, and then I can we can do a deep dive and I can give you all the information. But in the short run, Ava, here's the drill. All right. Stay away from anything that has sugar in it. You probably love sugar, right? Okay like cookies and things like that. You know, I don't know what kid that doesn't, but stay away from that because it feeds the yeast. Try and stay low on the food chain. If God made it, eat it. If man made it in a factory, do your best to avoid it. Stay away from fermented foods like pickles and yogurt and vinegar and stuff like that. If you're going to eat fruit, peel it because there's tons of yeast on the peel. I don't expect you to peel a grape or a blueberry, but certainly you're going to peel an orange anyway, but an apple or a peach, a pear or plum, peel those. Uh, Mom, uh, freeze and reheat leftovers and get her on Nystatin. And that's that's really going to be the, the Nystatin is going to be the game changer for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. We both you. are you. so welcome. Yes, you bet. Okay, Ava, go sleep fast, girl. Go get in bed. All right. <laughs> what, you, what you're going to find when you grow up is you won't be able to wait to get in bed. When you're young, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to bed. And then when you're older, you're just going to be like, oh, when can I go to bed? So enjoy it. All right. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you. You bet. How fun is that? All right, let's go to Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hi. How are you, Julie? I'm terrific. How are you? I am good. Thank you for um, this show. I saw you on Kevin Moore's show. And, oh. Uh, I yeah. And I said, wow, I have to follow her. And I oh. listened to you last week, but I wasn't able to get in to talk. But thank you so okay. much for the show. It's well, I'm so honored that you listen. Thank you for listening. Where are you located? Yeah, I do. I am in San Diego. Okay, California. terrific. Wow, yes. that's a beautiful place. Do you have a question for me? I do have a question. Well, I am going through uh, some transformation energetically, and sometimes uh-huh. I have. I feel like when you know when I work on people, I feel like it's almost like they, they you know, someone just takes the uh, rug you know from my feet. So I kind of lose balance, but I don't at the same time. So I don't know if this is a heightened of energy or if it's an energy of the person I'm working on. So it's causing me confusion and also, you know, it's, it's actually making me not wanting my job anymore. It's mm-hmm. not like thin out for me. And I would like to know if that is so, if change of place and, and perhaps country is the, is the ideal thing. So what are you doing for work now? I'm a massage therapist. Okay, that's what I was thinking. You were working in the the um, spa business, I guess, for lack of a better term. What's happening, Yvonne, I believe, is you're connected energetically still to your clients. So you want to disconnect every night before you go to sleep. We have these things. You know how I say I'm, I'm going to watch my laser beam come from Sweet Home, Alabama to San Diego or wherever you are. And what's happening is I'm hooking into you energetically. My spirit's hooking into your spirit energetically. And what we want to do is we want to disconnect that connection once you're done working with that person. Have you ever heard the term... Somebody might say, well, he never cut the apron strings from his mother. He's still so attached to his mother. And it's the same principle is with that. So they look to me, Yvonne, they look like laser beams as they're coming from my body. And then when I pull them out, they look like little skinny umbilical cords. And there are some schools of thought to cut the cord. And people will take their hand and they'll move it in front of their body to cut the cord. But I don't I don't think that's a good idea because you still got part of their cord in your body. So why do you want that? I mean, I want to pull them out. So envision pulling them out. Where they connect is in the, the solar plexus area, like the upper abdomen, between the bottom of your bra and where your waist is. So when you get in bed at night... Envision you're pulling out all these cords before you go to sleep at night from the people with whom you've worked throughout the day. And if you want to leave some in maybe for family members, that's fine, like a child or a husband or somebody, but they're called bioplasmic streamers. I We learn a lot about bioplasmic streamers in my class, and they're a thing. They're a real thing. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have been pulling them out of you while I've been talking and explaining about them. You have a ton of them in there, a ton. Mm-hmm. 
So Mm -hmm. I pulled them out. And I do that every night when I go to bed. You know, I say my prayers, I do all of that. But before I do it, I'm pulling out all those energetic streamers because although I love everybody I get to talk to, I don't need to be connected energetically with them. And uh, it, and right. it can cause the symptoms that you're talking about. How many people do you see in a day? Uh, sometimes four, sometimes five, sometimes six, sometimes mm-hmm. seven. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not the only one in the office. So I see their people. And that also is an issue for me. And because, uh, you know, yeah. I get to see them just to see, just to be near them. It's enough to me, for me to go, oof. You know, like, oh, what an energy. So, yeah. Well, and you're an empath, obviously, because you're feeling other people's energy. And all of us are empaths to some extent, but we can remove that. And and there are such things as energy vampires. You hear that term? And it's somebody that's still plugged into somebody else. So if you have an energy vampire who's a client or a colleague, let them go, you know, go find some other source of energy. It doesn't need to be you. So pull them out at night when you go to bed. Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay. Everybody stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get some more callers on. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Everybody, our next caller is Gayla. Hi, Gayla. Hi, Gayla. Are you there? All right. Well, I guess not. Are you on mute? Can you hear us? Okay. Let's go to Jackie then. Hi, Jackie. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks so much for taking my call. I so appreciate it. You're welcome. Please tell everybody where you're located. I'm in Virginia, near not that far from D.C. Okay. In Alexandria area. Yeah. Yeah. You got a question for Uh, me? I do. I do. Um, I've, I've been working with you, and it's been fantastic. And I had a question about something that we had done the last time. I have had ongoing for many, many years this breast ten, kind of swelling and tenderness, and um, and it it comes and it goes. And um, we we had talked about um, mammograms and how they can actually be harmful, and how I've been trying to avoid them. And you had worked with me and. Um, the last time we worked, I was a little bit confused, though, because I do have those same sensations, and I wasn't sure whether you had said that you thought it was hormonal or if there was anything else that uh, you did say something about you did something, and I didn't quite understand what that was. And I was wondering if you could take a look at it and give me another hint about it so that I can make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for it. I was lucky okay. enough to talk to Dr. Northrup when when you had her on too, and oh, um, terrific! Mixing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and Jackie, are you on hormones right now? 
I'm I'm not, and that's another thing I wanted to ask you. You had told me to try to look for a doctor so that I could get on to hormones, uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe bioidentical hormones. And mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure if you thought that might be what might be causing the problem because that's something I'm in the middle of trying to figure out. Whether mm-hmm. find some might be able to help me with that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I'm already uh, connected I, yeah. into you. And uh, yes, huh? it's hormonal. It's hormonal. The best way to find somebody uh, for bioidentical hormones is to call a compounding pharmacy in your area. Certainly, there are going to be plenty of doctors in that D.C. metro area and the surrounding areas. And call a compounding pharmacy. And a good way to find compounding pharmacies is just to do an Internet search with your zip code. And type in compounding pharmacy and then call them and ask them who the doctors are that are prescribing through them. I prefer if you can find a GYN. I think that's optimal with that. As far as the mammograms go, with your hesitation with the mammogram, you know, you can always get a thermogram. Thermography is another good way to test. Am I right in that if you get a thermography and they do indicate there's some, I had done this once before, if there's some heat there, they'll, the first thing they'll say to you is, well, go get a mammogram. And it's like, well, okay, but I just came here to get the therm, so I wouldn't have to get the mammogram. Do you think that getting, um, you know what I'm saying? In other words, if I had this hormonal uh, problem, would that show up in the thermogram and then them saying to me, okay, well, we don't really know what that is, so just go get a mammogram. That happens to me well, once, so I was a little yeah. bit... And that can happen, but it's rare. Most of the time, if you get a thermogram, they can see that there isn't anything going on. The only time they're going to send you for a mammogram is if there's you know, something suspicious happening. But I believe that your breast tenderness and all of that is coming from your hormones. And and that's why it goes up and down because your hormones are are kind of on a little bit of a roller coaster ride. So you uh-huh. just want to get them leveled out. So I would I say get a hold of yeah. a compounding pharmacy and find somebody. The other thing, there are a couple of sites you can go to, Jackie. The first one is afm.org or just afm.com. It's the um, uh, Academy for Functional Medicine. Dot com so afm.com and then the other one is a4 no it's afm.org sorry about that and and a4m.com and that's the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine but I still think calling a local compounding pharmacy is the best way and if you don't find anybody in your area there are lots of doctors around the country that specialize in this who are doing telemedicine these days. And some of them have been led kicking and screaming into the telemedicine world because of COVID. But my doctor for, gosh, 15 or 16 years was in Los Angeles. And I would do a six-month check with her on the phone. I'd get my blood tests done here. And then we'd send them to her in LA. And then I'd fly out there once a year. So there are lots of options. But I promise you there's lots of doctors in the D.C. area that can help you. They they didn't want to send you for mammogram when you you said you wanted a, there was nothing. I mean, because that's what, if I say anything about that type, well, they immediately say you need to go. Sure. Well, they have to. 
They have yeah. to because that's how they're trained in it, and it goes into their malpractice insurance too. That they have to sh- they have to do that to have their malpractice insurance. You don't cover think that it would it would so. show up anything other than the you don't think that there's any other problem. You think it's I think it's worth going to get one and if you have another problem then they'll send you for a mammogram, but it's worth going to get that just first and then hopefully you'll be able to avoid having to get further tests. Yeah. So but the big the yeah. big thing for you is the hormones, I think. So you, you want to do that. Okay. And- Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are so welcome. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. All right, that's it, everybody, for this week. Thank you to all of you who called in. Those of you I didn't get on, please call back next week, and I will do my best to get you on. Let me know that I didn't get you uh, covered this week, but I, I always have more callers than time. Thank you to all of you for listening. What a delight to spend Thursday nights with you and whatever time it is when you download the show and get to listen to it. And sending you lots of love from Sweet Home Alabama. Everything's at AskJulieRyan.com. Sign up for my class if it's interesting to you. We have a ball. And uh, submit your questions and schedule an appointment and send in you big hugs. Mwah! Have a good weekend, everybody. See you back here next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. And like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.